everyone. Well, it's so good to be together in church today and um, hope you've had an amazing week and um, really uh, just want to say a big welcome to everyone, but especially if this is your first time at Icon Church, big uh, welcome to you. So come on church, let's welcome everyone. So good to be together. And... Um, as, uh, as April said and Rach said on news, Icon Conference is three weeks away and uh, we're believing for that extended period of time that God would speak to each and every one of us and uh, we're early believing for God to move. April said she hopes the creative stuff's going to be good. I know it's going to be good because I have faith in our team who do an incredible job. And I know it's going to be a period of time that we do not want to miss as Icon Church. And so I want to encourage you, book in, get to as much of it as you can, get your kids here. We got goo and I know they are planning something wild and crazy and amazing for all the kids at goo. And so uh, get those guys booked in as well. Um, how are you doing in the cheap seats? That's back row backsliders. All right, we have a front row culture. I'll allow Sean, because Sean built it. Hi. Actually, let's, uh, I'm trying to see who's in the room. I don't think Rich is here. Rich will probably be here tonight. Sean, Rich, Hale, Joe Megahay. Is he asleep? He's there, back row, backsliding as well. And a uh, load of other people who did an incredible job this week in knocking out that wall and building the tiered seating. So let's thank those guys. We're making room for a load of people to find Jesus. So with that in mind, around making room, my, the title of my message for all of those taking notes and, uh, you know, 65% of people who take notes enter heaven. 65, few people are like, oh no, I ain't got a notebook. Uh, the title of my message is Make Room. Make Room. I really believe God wants to speak to each and every one of us today. But I also believe God wants to speak to us as Icon Church in Chesterfield. In this campus, believing that God wants to speak to all of us today on this topic of Make Room. You know, there's less than 100 days left of... Uh, uh, 2022, less than 100 days. If you want to follow along with my notes, by the way, on version, then you can uh, scan the QR code and um, it'll bring up the notes and uh, it'll, it'll do that. But there's less than 100 days left of 2022 and um, I want to make them count. You know, we, we, we love the start of a new year because... Um, we do those things called New Year's resolutions. Anyone still uh, on track with their New Year's resolution? Come on. There's three of us, four of us. Who never raises their hand in church, but is on track? Yes, got you. Um, like, we love the start of the new year because we love that moment where we get to start something new or we want to improve but I wonder if we could make the end of 2022 a period where we go, no, I want to end it even better than I started it. I want to end 2022 better than I started it. Um, 
And so the question to us is, will we make them count? What about us as Icon Church? Will we just kind of go through the motions at the end of the year? Or will we actually make these last few months, these last less than 100 days actually count? I'm looking forward to conference, as I said, but I'm also looking forward to moments like Christmas and different, I know, I know it's September and I've just mentioned Christmas, um, but I'm looking forward to these moments where we can invite people. We can bring people into this place and we, we can, um, you know, do incredibly creative things, but more than anything, we can share the message of Jesus with them. That we get to do that with our community. We get to do that with our friends. But that requires a level of desperation from us. A level of being desperate to see God move. A level of being desperate to see what it is that God has for us. And I don't know if you've ever been really desperate for something to happen or really desperate for something that you were willing to do whatever to get it. You were willing to do whatever to get it. Um, You know, growing up as a kid, all of you know, pretty much all of you, unless you're new here and you've never heard me speak, I love football. And every single story involves some level of football with it. And so if you don't like football, just indulge me. Uh, And uh, someone wants to know who I played with. Uh, If you want to know, come and ask me. Come and ask me afterwards. And uh, it's a great conversation starter with me. Um, But, um, Jamie Vardy. Um, But anyway, um, but I was... As a kid, I was, I was desperate for a certain pair of football boots as a 10, 11-year-old. They were called Adidas Predators, and they'd just come out, or they'd been around uh, a very short period of time, and they were revolutionary, revolutionary in that they had this rubber uh, bit on the front that uh, their marketing campaign was that it'd make you strike the ball better or it'd make it curl better. And, and um, you know, the, the slogan went on because uh, a certain David Beckham wore Adidas Predators and it became Bend It Like Beckham. And uh, that became the slogan. And so I was desperate for these Adidas Predators. And so my grandparents had bought me a magazine and in there was an advert for these Adidas Predators. And so the first thing I do is I go downstairs and my mum and dad are sat there and I say, Mum, Dad, I want these football boots. Expecting them because, you know, they, they loved, well, my dad loved coming to watch me play football. Whenever my mum used to come and watch me play football, either two things would occur. She wouldn't have a clue what's going on and we'd get in the car and go, so did you win? And I'm like, you, you were watching mum. Or the second thing that would happen is my mum would run onto the pitch when I got tackled and hurt. She was one of those mums. Yesterday, Zion was playing and um, one of his friends on his team uh, got injured and hurt. And just imagine this is the line where the parents are stood behind and the kid gets injured and hurt. And the mum just stays behind the line like it's an invisible wall. And like, are you Okay. And I'm like, you can go if you want. But my mum would have been straight on the pitch. What have you done to my son? And I'm like, it's football, mum. 
but I wanted these Adidas Predators. I was desperate for these Adidas Predators. And so I go to my mum and dad and I'm expecting just a, yeah, no problem. We'll get them whenever. And I said, can I have them for Christmas? And the mum and dad said in their spiritual moment, you need to pray about it. No, you've got the money. You've got the No, you need to pray about it, that God will provide these Adidas Predators. And so I, I went away and I, I, I took out the advert for the Adidas Predators. I stuck it on my wall. And every time I saw that poster, morning and night, I would just pray, Jesus, give my mum and dad the money to buy me the Adidas Predators. I would, I would pray that prayer every single time because I was desperate for these football boots. Christmas came around. Luckily, Jesus provided. And I got these Adidas predators. But have you noticed desperate people do desperate things? Even desperate people in, in all, all sorts, even in bad ways, desperate people can do desperate things. Let us read a story together about a woman who is desperate in a moment of need. It's found in 2 Kings 4. I'm going to read the first seven chapters says this, the wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? I, I think sometimes we're looking elsewhere for the provision but actually, maybe God's saying to each and every one of us today, what do you have in your house? What do you have available to you today? And so uh, she, she replies, your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a little oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbours for empty jars. Don't just ask for a few. Actually, let's make some room. Let's make some room today. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts, you and your sons can live off what is left. Verse three says this, I wanna highlight this. Elisha says, go around, ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Make some room today. And don't just make a little bit of room, ask for a few. Make a lot of room. You see, are you desperate for what God has for you? I don't know, but as I was preparing this, I wanted to ask myself the question again, with less than 100 days left to 2022, would I end 2022 just going, maybe God could do something, or maybe I could make some room today and be desperate for what God has got for me? I don't know, but I don't want to lose my appetite for God to do more in my life. 
I even believe the end of this year could be greater than the year that's gone before, the rest of the year that's gone before. I believe in our lives that we could see, and in Icon Church amongst us, we could see more miracles in the final part of this year than we saw in the previous part of this year. I don't know, but I believe even in the final part of this year, some healings could take place. Some lives could be transformed. Some people could find Jesus. That many, many people could find Jesus. The question is, is it's a question of capacity. How much am I willing to want this? How much oil do I want? How much of God's power do I want to see? See, many times we want the provision. We want the provision, but we don't want the process that goes along with it. This story always strikes me because uh, the woman didn't want oil. She wanted money. She wanted money to pay her debtors. She wanted money to pay her debtors. And yet God, through the prophet Elisha, uses oil and jars to provide her with what she needed. There was a process that had to go along with it. It reminds me in the book of James where it says, faith without works is dead. That there's a process to go along with actually receiving what God has for us. And many times that process can look separate to what actually we need. As as doing a little bit of reading around the kingdom of God and when Jesus tells a parable about the kingdom of God and we think the kingdom of God is this incredibly big thing and he says the kingdom of God is like a seed it's like a seed because there's power and potential in the seed there's something powerful and there's something bigger within the seed but many times we'll look at our seeds of our life that God has provided and go I haven't got much and God's saying, no, that's the very thing I'm going to use to bring about the more in your life. But sometimes we don't want the process that goes along with finding what God has for us. We look at what we have and we can end up losing our appetite for God to believe God for more. Because the process sometimes may look div- difficult. The process sometimes may even look impossible. But with God, all things are possible. The process might even look scary in moments, but actually we can go through the process. And as we go through the process, God's provisions go beyond anything we can ever imagine that God provides in unexpected ways. And so the widow has to go to her neighbors. She has to go and knock on some doors. She has to go to her neighbors to ask for some jars. She's got to do this. She's got to find some jars to create room. As I said, she didn't need jars or oil. She wanted money. You know, uh, T.D. Jakes puts it like this. God makes trees, not chairs. God makes trees. We make chairs. Chairs. It's a new name for chairs because they come from trees, especially if they're wooden ones. The wooden ones. The ones you're sat on didn't come from, well, maybe part of it came from trees. Who knows? Trares. God makes trees, not chairs. Our response is, hey, I got a faith 
that's going to begin to work. That actually God's got something for me that maybe it even looks in seed form, but I'm going to believe God for more. I'm going to make some room that God is going to do more. It might look like I've only got a little bit of oil, but I'm going to make some room. I'm going to grow my capacity. I'm going to do it because I want to see that miracle take place. You know, we've, uh, the obvious thing in this room is we've made some room. There's 52 extra seats in here in what was, we call it dead space. It was space for our lighting team. I'm looking for them, but they've decided to sit on the tiered seating and move from their lighting desk. So, oh, let's hope the lights don't go wrong in this moment. And, uh, but we, we made space. Why? Because we believe God's got more. God's, like most of our church, we've not met yet. Most of our church, we've not met yet. Uh, there's... Uh, over a hundred thousand people in the town of Chesterfield. I'm not even counting the surrounding areas that we we can see reached. There's there, there's a lot of people to reach. There's a lot of people who need to hear the message of Jesus. There's a lot of people out there who are going through life walking aimlessly who need to know that God has a purpose for their life. There's a lot of people out there who are walking around with shame and guilt on their life and actually need to know that God removes all that shame and guilt and has new life for them. There's a lot of people out there, if we use Bible, who are walking in the dark but actually need to come into the light of what God has for them. There's a lot of people who are walking walking around actually dead in their sin, dead in their life, but need to come into the life that Jesus has for them and be made alive in Christ. So I love that those guys are sat on those seats at the back, but it's not for you. It's for the people who aren't here yet. It's for the people we've not met yet. It's for the people who are going to call Icon Church home, who are going to belong here, who we're going to say welcome home, who are going to say this is a place where you belong. It's going to be a place where people sit and you know what? Many people are going to sit in those seats and the seats in front. I'm not discounting these seats either. These are better seats, but anyway. Not, but like they're going to come in and they're going to take a journey of belonging before they believe. Many people are going to do it, but we have to increase what about your life? Where do you need to increase? Where do you need to grow your capacity? Where do you need to believe? It only looks like I've got a little oil. No, get some jars. Go and knock on some doors. Begin to pray. Begin to believe that actually what, you, what God has for you is an incredible miracle as you make room in your life. It's about not hoarding our talents or what God has for them, but actually beginning to trade with them so he begins to double them. You know, there's an incredible story in the New King James Version. It calls it the parable of the talents, but actually in the NIV, it's the, uh, the parable of the uh, gold bags. And you've got this uh, master who gives one gold bag to one person, two gold bags to another, and five gold bags to another. The one with two and the one with five double theirs, but the one with one buries it in the ground and then gives it back to the master and says, Master, I knew you were a hard man. My question is, how did he know he were a hard man? He's just gave you a bag of gold. He's generous. Like he's given you a bag of gold. 
he's generous, but he did nothing with it. And so in the story, he gets called a wicked and lazy servant. And that one bag goes to the one who's made 10 bags of gold. Because when you're faithful with little, you get given much. When you begin to make room, God begins to double things. God begins to see things. And so I, I want to challenge us today. Let's not, let's not be people who hoard or, or grab stuff. Let's be people who make room. Making room in our lives for God to move. Because the oil in this story responded to capacity. The oil in this story responded to how many jars she got. She had to go and get jars. She had to go and get empty jars. She had to grow her capacity. I don't know, but I think that one of the things that I need to do is grow my capacity for God to do more. That I've got to put myself in positions where I grow my capacity because I believe He can flow for generation after generation after generation. That the Holy Spirit can be at work generation after generation after generation. I don't want to allow, let my capacity limit what God wants to do because God is attracted to filling empty things. When you bring more capacity, he's going to bring about the miracle. We've got to constantly expand our capacity so God can fill it. Let me encourage you today because you might be here today and you say, I feel empty. Well, God can fill that. I feel empty today. God can fill that emptiness. He wants to. And all you have to do is just invite him into your life. You just have to invite him in. That emptiness can look like grief. That emptiness can look like loneliness. That emptiness can look like loss. It can look like many different things. It can look like I've been searching and longing and wanting something that I've just not been able to get and I feel empty. Well, today, today, he'll turn those things, those bad things for good. He'll begin to fill that emptiness if you'll allow him to do it. And so if you feel empty in this place, it's a good starting point to go, Jesus, will you come into my life? Will you work in my life? So I just got a few things for us and how we can increase our capacity, how we can make room. The first thing is this, others can increase your capacity. Others can increase your capacity. I, I, I love this because this woman had to go to neighbors, she already knew, to ask for jars, empty jars, to fill with oil that she didn't have. She had to go to places to grow her capacity. She had to go to places. She had to knock on doors. She sent her sons to knock on doors. She had to knock on doors. They had to knock on doors of people she already knew. I wonder how many of us would, in our world, we make excuses for other people. We even say no for other people before we've even asked the question. I don't know, but maybe my tendency would be, uh, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know if that neighbor, I'm not sure they have any jars. I don't know how many jars they have. And, you know, they might not have any empty jars. And we, we begin to make excuses for other people. No, no, no. We got to go and knock on some doors. We got to go and believe that other people can increase our capacity, that other people can grow our capacity. So what are the kind of jars that you need? Where do you need to grow? Where do you need to grow your capacity? Who do you need to, to hang out with? Who do you need to go and knock on a door and say, hey, hey, I need to grow my capacity. 
Um, uh, I think it's it's 14 years ago, just over 14 years ago. Now we, um, me and Debbie, we um, we were given the task of uh, starting our youth ministry. Our youth had been running in a house with Gavin and Jane, and and uh, they'd faithfully done it for a lot of years, and then they got sacked, and they're still here today. Uh, but um, they'd done an amazing job, but we'd been given a vision, but we had to make some room. And so me and Debbie got asked by our lead pastors to start our youth ministry of what is now Icon Youth. And we had eight young people, and uh, um, when you looked at them, they were an odd bunch. None of the, one of the original eights in the back room. Um, there, but we started that, and it was like, okay, how do we do this? How, how do we do this? So we had to go and find some jars. We, we had to go and go and see what other people did. We, I, I had to read a book for once to see what other people did. Now, I, I love reading books now, but back then I wasn't a big reader, and so I had to read a book. I had to go and find some jars. I had to increase my capacity. I had to grow my vision. I had to grow my view of what God could do and really believe that God could do it. I needed to grow my faith and belief for it. What about you? Where do you need to grow your faith? Where do you need to grow your capacity? You might even be facing a tough time. I believe even in a tough time, you can increase your faith. I even believe in my life, it's been many times, it's been the tough times that increase my faith. But we have to guard our heart in those moments because we can pollute our soul and our hearts with bitterness, anger, greed, hatred, violence. But actually, I gotta grow my capacity and protect my heart in those moments. I've got to begin to do it. And others help me to increase my faith. When it's tough, who's around me? Do they promote my, the health of my soul or do they promote the pollution of my soul? Do they increase my faith? Do they give me a jar that God can fill? Do they increase my capacity? Do they bring encouragement? I love this word encouragement because encouragement means to put courage in. I think sometimes we think of encouragement being this like softly, softly, arm round the shoulder, like, oh, everything's going to be all right. Do you know sometimes when someone's done that, it's not taken me out of anything. It's just gone, oh, that's nice. They're a nice person. No, I, sometimes I need someone to go, it's going to be all right. We're going to do this together. Here's something you can do. Here's how we can move forward. They can put courage in. You can take that step forward. Like someone here today, you're thinking, hey, there's a, there's a step I want to take, but I'm unsure about doing it. I'm unsure about doing it. Well, get around other people because I really believe some other people are going to encourage you to go, you can take that next step. You can move forward because God has got big things for you. God wants us to increase our capacity. There are things that we've been created to do. There's things that all of us have been created to do, but we haven't extended, expanded our capacity. What if we were intentional in these last less than 100 days of 2022 to get around people who will increase our capacity? Maybe the application for this message today is just I need to send that text to someone 
to ask that question. Maybe the application is I'm going to buy someone a coffee or take them out for lunch. Maybe I'm even going to ask someone for some honest feedback about something because I want to increase my capacity. I also don't want you to discount that you have some jars for other people. You have some jars for other people. You can increase other people's capacity as well. The second thing is this, because they're telling me my time's up. Keep making room. The oil only stopped flowing when there was no room left. The oil only stopped flowing when there was no room left. I want to keep making room. I want to keep growing my capacity. I want to keep leaning into what God has got for me. I don't want to stay still. Because if I stay still, maybe that's the moment the oil stops flowing. I want to keep making room. I want it to be a a lifelong thing that we keep making room. And one of the ways that sometimes I know I've capped the oil flowing is I turn up to the same environments with the same attitude of, oh, it's just. I'll give you an example today. It's just church. It's just church, you know what we're going to do. You know, it's a bit, it's a bit different today because we're going to do communion, but guess what will happen? We'll do um, three or four songs. Um, we'll do that countdown thing at start where we clap at start, you know, and we all get excited. And uh, we welcome everyone and then do four songs and then someone will get up and do prayer and praise. And then, you know what, and then sort of offering and, you know, someone will share around the offering and then we'll do church news and then we'll get a speaker up and they'll speak to us and it'll be nice. And then we'll have tea, coffee and or and cake's all right, yeah, cake, yeah. And then we'll go home. Or I could turn up with a different attitude and I could come into this place going, hey, you know what, it might, it might look similar but God's going to move. I could walk through these doors going, God's got a word for me. I could walk through this place and going, do you know what? What the church is primary is to worship Jesus. And so I'm going to worship Jesus today. I'm going to lift His name high. Do you know what the church is? He's going to equip the saints for ministry. And so I'm a saint today. I'm going to get equipped today. So tomorrow I can walk in my Monday knowing that God is with me. God is for me. God has more for me. You ever turned up to a movie and you thought this is going to be a rubbish movie? Guess what? You walk out of the movie thinking that was a rubbish movie. But you turn up to Top Gun Maverick and you think this is going to be the best movie of all time. And you walk out going, that was the best movie of all time. Because your expectation determines what you receive. You can turn up to a place you know, yeah, talking about you buying someone a coffee. You could just turn up going, oh, it's going to be a nice thing. Or you could turn up going, do you know what? There could be a pearl of wisdom here today. There might be a golden nugget today that will help me increase my capacity. Do you know what? I'm going to walk into this meeting and know what? There's going to be some jars. I'm not going to leave them there. I'm going to pick them up. 
I'm going to determine it's going to increase my capacity because I believe God responds to capacity. So don't turn up at the same place with the same attitude expecting different results. That, that woman who had to knock on the door of the neighbours, she knew them. She knew them all along. She knew them, but she was turning up with a different attitude. She was turning up with, I need something. I need something from you. She's coming with a different attitude. Maybe we need to turn up to God in our moments where we open our Bible every day going, do you know what? I need something from you, God. When we turn up to God in our prayer moments, you might be driving to work and you're taking a moment to pray. Well, turn up with a different attitude going, God, I need something from you today. I need to be filled with your Holy Spirit today. It might look like an ordinary day, but I need the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding today because it's desperation that leads us to this. See, there's another story that Jesus highlighted around prayer of another woman who was desperate for something. It's found in Luke 18, verses one to eight. It says this, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men, and there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea. Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care about man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? who are willing to make room and decide, hey God, I need something from you. And I'm not just gonna pray at once. I'm gonna keep coming and knocking on the door. I'm gonna keep coming and saying, God, increase my capacity. I'm gonna keep coming and saying, God, would you do this in my life? Keeps crying out day and night. Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? So I wonder if God's calling us to make room and become just like these two women, to go and find some jars, to go and knock on some doors. And just like the persistent widow to go, do you know what? I'm gonna keep praying. I'm gonna keep believing. I'm not just gonna do the, the once in a moment prayer. No, I'm gonna pray it day and night. You see, I told that little funny story, which is true about the Adidas Predators at the start, but I saw that poster every morning and every night. And I can't remember a time where I didn't, didn't pray, Jesus, would you give my mum and dad the money to buy me the Adidas Predators? But I, I think somewhere along the way, I, if I can be honest, I've lost a bit of that. Maybe because Debbie won't let me put posters up in my room. Or maybe it's because I've not put something in place to keep making room, to keep asking God, to keep doing it. You see, one of the best things that I do, I want to make this real practical for you, is I have reminders in my phone. And I get a reminder pop up on my phone. 
I've got one at the moment for Icon Conference. Pray for Icon Conference. And it pops up same time every single day. Pray for Icon Conference. Pray for Icon Conference. Because I really believe in the power of prayer and not giving up. I really believe in the power of making room in my life. I don't know what it is in your life that you need God to break in. But maybe you've played, prayed a prayer here and there. Or maybe today it's deciding, no, I'm going to set up something in my life to make room that I'm believing God is going to bring about the miracle. And I'm deciding I'm going to pray and pray and pray and be desperate for God to move in my life. What about if we start that now? What about if this became that moment? There might be something on your heart, your mind. I know what I'm praying for. I'm praying for my friends who I've known for years over football to be sat in here making that decision to follow Jesus see today you've never made that decision to follow Jesus we're going to give you a moment and in that moment we're going to ask you to raise your hand my prayer is that I'm going to see them raising their hand here today in this moment what is it for your life what is it for your business what is it for your family what is it for us as Icon Church so why don't we stand why don't we take that moment as we worship to begin to pray and say, God, would you increase? Maybe today it's God, would you make room in my life, increase capacity in my life? But whatever it is, let's believe God for it.